is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, In honor of his 71st birthday, we're playing some Alice Cooper. It's the Tom Dupree Show. Welcome. Welcome, Guy Huglet. Hey, Mr. good morning. Dupree. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Woo! That's from way back. All right. So, let's not get too no- Mr. No Nice Guy. I'm going to read the psalm here. Um, Psalm 25, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you to be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. That's pure, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what we all need to hear every day. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I've uh, and and you watched it. Uh, the State of the Union address this week to me was a, a really big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Our president made his statement of what his belief systems were on lots of certain areas. Uh, Some of the things he attacked very hard were this uh, cry for socialism to turn America into a socialist economy, which you've been hearing from a lot of uh, Democrats. That's one of the things he came against. Uh, Another thing was abortion. he was very um, well spoken in in his refute his refuting of those two ideas. 
among others. And uh, I don't know. I was just I, I just felt reinvigorated by hearing his speech. I couldn't agree more. The energy uh, in in the Capitol that night was, yeah. was captivating to me. Um, I don't know how many applause there were. Uh, but the, it was amazing. But the one thing that really stood out when uh, I was watching it was this constant theme of USA chants. USA, USA. That happened, I, I, I think if I counted right, four times yeah. during his speech. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I heard something like that right. during a State of the Union speech. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even some of the ones chanting were the ones that maybe didn't realize that they were chanting or maybe shouldn't have been chanting in favor of anything that Trump said. Yes, that the both both sides of the the aisle were were in unison. Which and then the, the funniest is is when uh, the the side that maybe shouldn't have been chanting was Pelosi's like, oh heck, I got to get in this, and then she stands up and participates too. Yes, it, yes. it was. It almost was, uh, and it was so unlike Trump. Um, he didn't provide any. Cringe moments, I didn't think. Usually, sometimes I'm like, gosh, he is his worst enemy. He's got a decent message, but he just keeps shooting himself in the foot. Right. Yes. He was very presidential. Yeah, he was. He really was. And I've got some articles here that uh, I'm going to read some from. We can kind of get into it. Okay. This one's called Ripping Off the Left's Mask. Writing at Town Hall on Sunday, Kevin McCullough calls Rush Limbaugh's vintage observation that if the left, the Democrats, ever told America what they actually believed, they'd never win another election. McCullough makes the point that every now and then the mask slips and we are able, as Michael Walsh has maintained for some time now, to see the face of evil clearly. McCullough was responding to Virginia Governor Ralph Northern's revelation that he believed it was appropriate for a child, for a couple of medical professionals and a mother to decide to terminate the life of a newborn child as a recently failed bill in the Virginia legislature would have permitted. Similar legislation just passed to gruesome celebration in New York, and other such measures are pending or have passed in other states controlled by Democrats. Those who believe that abortion amounts to infanticide have had their worst fears confirmed. Those of us who reject the thought of the left owe it to our fellow Americans of good faith to explain why this is so, and Northern's gaffe, defining gaffe as a politician accidentally telling the truth, is just one small revelation. The party of Barack Obama also believes in passing massive reform measures like the misnamed Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, which one takes over a great swath of our economy and is thousands of pages in length so that no one can actually understand what the measure does. As the stunningly opaque Nancy Pelosi put it, we have to pass the bill so you can find out what's in it. Democrats, then, are not the party of the people. They are rather the party of a faceless bureaucracy the president calls with reason the deep state. They follow the progressives, Woodrow Wilson and Franklin Roosevelt, in the belief that we are best governed by experts in the agencies rather than popular sovereignty. So 
it's this idea that we should be told what's best for us. We should be uh, that uh, it's okay for bureaucrats or people to decide, even if a child has been born, whether it should live or not. It, that's unbelievable to me. It's insanity. Yeah, it is. And that is what they're showing that they believe uh, with their embrace of the abortion mentality. The left and some of their fellow travelers on the right who are now part of a permanent governing class of lawyers, legislators, lobbyists, and consultants coming in and around the corridors of power in Washington have somehow managed through the magic of appropriating other people's money to turn that formerly sleepy southern metropolis into some of the richest counties in the nation. It is wholly marvelous that this has been done by people with only a limited grasp of what the world is actually like and with an ideology that, if not actually demonic, is at least naive. Thus, President Obama clearly believed in a sort of Fabian socialism, while the current darling of the left, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and her more grizzled legislative colleague Bernie Sanders, describe themselves with the more oxymoronic term democratic socialists. That's what they want. And this is what, uh, this is what's driving the train in the Democrat party redistribution of all the wealth, take it away from the people who create it, give it to people who didn't create it and see where it goes from there. Well, Tom, you said before where you think it'll go from there. Usually when, when Straight to hell. No, that's not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was referring to was that wealth always comes back around to the, where it actually started. It yeah. reallocates back. Right, right. I, I want to read a quote from his speech as it relates to this. I, I, I saw this. This was a article, I think, by, it was in one of the websites here, but it, I think it's really appropriate. Trump said, here in the United States, we are alarmed by new calls to adopt socialism in our country. America was founded on liberty and independence, not government coercion, domination, and control. We are born free, and we will stay free. And that's right at that time we had another one of those USA chants came right and that, after that. And that's when he said we will never be a socialist so, country. Yeah, it said America will never be a socialist com- country. Yeah. Yeah. And they turned the TV uh they roared on on Bernie Sanders, and yeah. he was sitting there, right, with the scowling face, scowling oh, yeah. everything. But the the how could it be more clear the right. differences? Exactly, exactly. How could it be more clear? Where does Nancy Pelosi fall in all of this? It seemed like oh, she she's was rich. Gonna, well, I, I maybe she, she owns wineries and all kinds of stuff. She, she just seemed like the the loose wheel in this whole thing that she wasn't really driving any part of the bus except for mocking Trump from behind right. and standing up when he was speaking and putting well, papers up like she was reading something. And, you know, I mean, this, this is, this could be a whole nother show, but then the new female democratic 
congressman from New York, Cortez. Yeah. yeah. She's calling for a 70% tax rate. I'm going to talk about that at some point. You, you know, I mean, it's she's 29 years old. Doesn't know anything. And well, thinks, thank, she, know, thinks, thinks she knows, she knows a lot. Yeah. Thinks she knows a lot. Stay with us. We're going to take a break here. It is the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Two years down. Strong. Two more years to go. I will get it built. And before you know it. The 2020 U.S. elections. Check in often. Every day. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. More Alice Cooper. Uh, you know, he's an interesting guy. He's uh, recovering or is recovered from alcohol and drugs. And yeah, yeah, he's he's on the he's on the right track today. Yeah. Uh, 71 years old this past week. He's a uh, American uh songwriter, singer, and actor whose career spans over 50 years with his distinctive raspy voice in a stage show that features guillotines, electric chairs, fake blood, deadly snakes, baby dolls, and dueling swords. <laughs> Cooper is considered by music journalists and peers alike to be the godfather of shock rock. He is drawn equally from horror films, vaudeville, and garage rock to pioneer a macabre and theatrical brand of rock designed to shock people. Originating in Phoenix, Arizona in the late 1960s, when after he moved from Detroit, Michigan, Alice Cooper was originally a band consisting of these different people. Anyway. So let, let me tell you a cute little Alice Cooper story. Um, of course, you know, our generation, we, we, we loved all this stuff. And yeah, I remember when I got my first Alice Cooper album and I, I really I, I think the cover of the album was you know something just horrific right 
and I was I was playing the the album up in my room at full full decibels, and my mother came up and she saw the album cover. Yeah, and she was listening to the music, and uh, I'll never forget. She looked at me and she shook her head. She took the album. She went back downstairs. She said to my father, "Where have we gone wrong? <laughs> We've lost him." <laughs> All over the Alice Cooper if she shock rock. Yeah. It was shock rock. That's shock what it was. So. I want to read a little bit of something here. Um, there was a major court decision back in the 1850s called the Dred Scott decision. Uh, it was at this courthouse in St. Louis uh this is written by cardinal timothy dolan uh cardinal in the catholic church my former home of st louis boasts the old courthouse countless important moments in american history took place in the 19th century building admittedly st louisians don't brag about its connection to one of the most notorious and degrading legal decisions in american history it was at this courthouse that two slaves dread scott and his wife Harriet began a more than decade-long legal saga in 1846. The two black people argued that having lived for a significant time in free states, they could not be re-enslaved. In other words, we've been in, we've lived in free states. Now they're trying to re-enslave us. After the case wound its way through the Missouri legal system. The Supreme Court ruled in Dred Scott versus Sanford, 1857. In a particularly vicious decision, the court held that the Scots were not human persons and thus had no rights. The 7-2 opinion said that the Constitution's framers considered blacks to be an inferior class of beings who had been subjugated by the dominant race. The court held that the law must therefore continue to treat African-Americans as unfit to associate with the white race, either in social or political relations, and so far inferior that they had no rights in which the white man was bound to respect. The institution of slavery outlived Scott, and in the eyes of the law, he remained the chattel of his master. So despite the fact that he had been free, once he got back in Missouri, he was required to be re-enslaved because the Supreme Court held that he had no rights. In Boy. the past, that that was that was in eighteen fifty-seven. That was the Dred Scott decision that we've heard about in our history classes before. In the past few weeks, as the constant debate around abortion has become especially heated, I've continually thought about Dred Scott. Like slavery did 150 years ago, abortion has deeply divided the U.S. and raised fundamental questions about the nature of our society. Last month, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed into law the Reproductive Health Act, grisly legislation that permits abortion in many cases up to the moment of birth. It eliminates legal penalties on abortionists who allow an aborted baby who somehow survives the scalpel vacuum and dismemberment to die. It also permits these perilous procedures to take place without a physician present. This was perhaps expected in a state completely dominated by a party that has been increasingly intolerant of pro-life Americans. 
I mean, my heart's just racing right now listening to you read read that, talk about that. That's the way – this is a cardinal in the Catholic Church who's talking about how just as black people had no rights in the 1850s, the unborn has no rights today. I just don't understand. I don't either. It says in Psalm 139, you knew me in my mother's womb. It, you know, but most – Leftists are not going to think that Psalm 139 has any bearing on uh, the debate today. They're going to they're going to cast that aside as just being religious talk, you know, something like that. But uh, the fact is, uh, Scripture says that that actually God knew us before we were conceived. And at the moment of conception, we are a human being. Right. Despite the fact that we're very small. Whew. Right up to the moment of birth. Yeah. They're saying that that that's that it's, it should be legal up until then. Mm. So just to think about that. Um, but I think that Americans are being woken up to this and uh, Americans uh, are lazy until they have to be, until they have to take a stand. It, most people put off taking a strong stand on morality or things like that until they're absolutely forced to. It's the way it is. We, you know, we know a uh, we we know that uh, perhaps a um, intersection is dangerous until they have a wreck there, kills three people, then they finally do something about it. We knew it was dangerous all along, but it took the wreck with killing three people to right. That's right. We got to go to a break. It is the Tom Dupree show with Guy Hugo and Elizabeth Dupree, News Radio six thirty WAP. Americans are always on the move. They're in the car, at the office, working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all of these moving targets? Easy, with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week, more than Google, Facebook, even television. Because hey, who has the time to sit and watch TV? So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM radio to work for your company. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. 
Hmm, but then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. <laughs> get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com. Calls for Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax to resign are growing. Members of his own party leading the charge after a second woman came forward with sexual assault allegations against Fairfax. Virginia State lawmaker Patrick Hope says Fairfax needs to address those claims as a private citizen. My sincere hope is that this will not be necessary and the lieutenant governor will heed the calls of many to resign this weekend. If he does not, we will move forward on Monday. Move forward with impeachment proceedings. Fairfax has denied all allegations, says he has no plans to resign. He's up to replace Governor Ralph Northam, who's also facing calls to resign after a racist yearbook photo surfaced from the 80s. Northam says that photo is not him and plans to serve out his term. Seattle paralyzed after receiving a half a foot of snowfall, rare for the Emerald City, and they're not done yet. The governor declaring a state of emergency. The West Coast getting hammered by back-to-back -back snowstorms. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Weekend is off and running with a mix of sun and clouds. Expected four hours Saturday, we'll see a high this afternoon into the middle 30s. Cold early on Sunday, then just mild enough for rain to take over as we go into the afternoon on Sunday. Then rounds of heavy rain will target the region into the first half of next week. I'm WKYT Chief Meralgist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios, this is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP. How far would you drive to save $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000? Hey, it's Tom Leach, the voice of the Wildcats. Would you drive to Louisville? Of course you would. Hey, you've heard me talk for years about Genesis Diamonds in Louisville. This is the official jeweler of the Wildcats and people who go there always save a lot of money. Because listen, Genesis Diamonds is Kentucky's direct diamond importer. Their no middleman prices on diamonds are legendary. Genesis has connections in the world diamond market that go back for decades. And their selection is like 30 times what you buy at other jewelry stores. Genesis has every size and every shape diamond in stock from a half carat to 20 carat. So if you're getting engaged or you're celebrating an anniversary or any occasion, you need to take the short drive to Louisville and see how much more you can get for your money at Genesis. Oh, and don't forget, Genesis has the state's best selection of Swiss watches too, including Omega, Tag Heuer, and Breitling. Genesis Diamonds, the first and only official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats in Louisville on Shelbyville Road. Kentuckians are always on the move. Whether you're driving down the road for a gallon of milk or flying across the country, Kentucky's new driver's licenses will get you there more securely than ever before. Rolling out by county starting this March. All cards will arrive in the mail. Choose between a standard license or a U.S. air travel and military base approved voluntary travel ID license. Preparing now will save valuable time later when you renew at your local circuit court clerk office. Learn what documents to bring at drive.ky.gov. 6.30 WLAP.
I'm 18 and I don't know what I want. Aren't you glad you're not 18? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. 18 was fun. You remember, you got a selective memory, brother. I do. I do. We got John Short here holding. John Short, where are you? I'm right here at home listening to your radio show. Do you like Alice Cooper? I'm not a big fan of Alice Cooper. I've already had a pick and a grinning. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we playing today? Well, you, you can play anybody. You can play the Red Land today. Or? No, I mean <laughs> Kentucky. Working for Kentucky? Yeah, who are we playing today? Oh, we're, okay, we're, we're playing Mississippi State. We're we're away, aren't we? Yes, we're away, yeah. We're going to beat them by 10 biggins? We are. All right. You've been I right on this. My house might take, hey, might take uh, linebackers coach in the NFL. That's not good. We need him here at Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. Well, whenever you have a big 10-3 and three season, you know, you, you get uh, – you get people wanting to take your players, guy. What do you think? You think Kentucky's going to be able to hold it together and 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 put together another good performance next year? Well, there's something really, really special about what's going on with. You're talking about Kentucky football now. Mm-hmm. I mean this this is this is the real deal down here. But this team has got a chemistry and an energy I haven't seen in a long time, and that that ad that. We played at the halftime at the Super Bowl. Was fabulous. Did you see that ad, John? I did because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Well, they had Cash Daniel on there, and uh, Curtis, I'd be interested in what your thought was on that ad. Uh, did you did you think it was sincere and the real deal? Yeah, we talked to on Dick Gabriel's show that I helped produce. Uh-huh. I talked to Cash, and somebody uh, helped him write all the words together but you know that was him really performing it and his teammates really getting involved because he talked about how they got in the setting and they kind of like college guys do started to joke around but then once they started kind of getting into the message they all got into it so what you saw in the commercial was pretty genuine well you know it it reminded me of a you know classic friday night lights moment i mean and it looked like it was produced by you know a Hollywood producer, it was, right. it, but it was natural. It was real. It was from the heart. Very natural, and that's that's exciting. But it's going to be a tough year next year, I know. But you know, we're we're on the track. Do you think Curtis they'll have to reply uh, re- re- rely more on the passing game um, because of Benny being gone, or, or do you think uh, uh, is it Rose AJ Rose yeah. and those guys can step up and? Uh, give them a running game like they've had i think the there might be a slight drop off you know from one guy getting a ton of yards but they'll have a little bit maybe more depth at running back plus the offensive line i think they've lost a couple pieces but they get a big one back with landon young coming back healthy after his knee right who, who is their most talented offensive lineman so when you can block up front you know you can run pretty well so i think the running game might take a slight dip but it won't be huge you know, another thing, Guy, you and I were talking about how Terry looked like he was afraid to take a hit right. during those games in there. Well, it turned out he was injured. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's and right. he was playing through that. And uh, do you think Terry will step up and uh, take a major step forward uh, next year in terms of, uh, you know, looking like he was afraid to get hit there for a while? Uh, and then – then his old self kind of came back there towards the end. 
yeah, I think he'll be a lot more comfortable next season. And, you know, on the flip side, it works both ways. The coaches will be more comfortable with him because they've gotten to get to know him for a full season. So they'll be able to put him in the best situations they can. We got to remember something about Terry. I mean, this was his first full season right. playing football, even though he's kind of moved around a couple of years yeah, there. But For a big school. I mean, my gosh, he was, he was a true freshman, really, in terms of, you know, performance. John Short, do you agree with what we're saying? At least so. I, I, I do believe so. And we'll, we'll be 15-0 next year in, in football. Oh, there we go. 15-0, and 0, that means the national championship trophy's coming home. Second team to be 15-0. and 0. Uh, You know, Bear Bryant will probably be coaching on the sideline. Yeah. Probably. And, and I heard what's going on in Virginia. Just, I'd rather have Mark Levine become the next governor of Virginia. He'd be the best governor of Virginia they ever had. Is he, a, is he a resident of Virginia? I think so. Yeah. So they, so ought to just, they ought to just take those Democrats, those Bolsheviks out of there and appoint him. <laughs> That's right. Now, I know Republicans fourth in line in Virginia, but I don't know if he's a country boy Republican or, or – I don't know what he is, so I just rather just going to have Mark Van take over as governor of Virginia. He'll be the best governor since – the best governor in Kentucky's ever had. Oh, I, well, okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to say there. It's, uh, like, it's like the best governor Arkansas ever had is Mike Huckabee. Mike so there Huckabee. There you go. Uh, are you uh, uh, working this week? I am this coming Thursday, Valentine's Day, 9 to 1. If you want to see the real John Short, go to the Kroger's on uh, – we're talking about the real John Short. Kroger's on Euclid Avenue, 9 to 1 on Valentine's Day. And receive a special treat. Right, right, John? <laughs> yeah, I know, I, know what treat I, I know what treat I gave him. Just this the treat of of uh, of meeting you, John. They ought to come right. up. They ought to be coming up and asking for your autograph. Yeah. All right, you're a great American. You're great American. You haven't found out Michael Sashburg yet, have you? Not yet. I've been looking. All right. Okay, thank you. Take care. <laughs> it's John Short. Love him. He he's a great American, and and he's a great American that you can meet. He he uh, sacks groceries. Over at the Kroger on uh, Euclid Avenue. Well, I got to tell you, I, I I didn't know who John Short was until I got involved with this radio show and listening to you over the years. And I was having lunch one day down at Josie's, which is right next door to the Kroger's on Euclid Avenue. Yep. And John Short's got a very distinct voice, as you all know. And Yes. And I'm having lunch, and he's standing in the middle of the restaurant. And I don't know it's him, but he starts talking. Yeah. And I turn and I look, and he's got about eight people surrounding him. He's holding court in the middle of the Joseph's yeah. restaurant, talking to folks, just having a great Have time. Have you seen how many people follow him on Twitter? It, it's just fabulous. I just said, this is, you know, how many? How many does he have followed, you know? Hey, Curtis, how many different shows does John Short regularly uh, call into? Uh, let's see. He calls in KSR, Big Blue Insider. Sunday morning, and then any pregame show that is before any sport on this station as well. So. That allows for call-ins. Yeah, yeah. basically, if, if, you, if we take calls here, he's calling in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He, he calls. It, it, we don't even technically take calls except for his. <laughs> right. You know, we'll take John's call. <laughs> I love it. All right. Before we're done with this hour, we're going to get into this uh, thing, the, mo the 10 most insane requirements of the Green New Deal. 
This is this uh, Ocasio-Cortez idea that uh, she wants to do this, but let's go ahead and take our break. We'll have a little more time to get into it, so we're going to go to a break right now. It is the Tom Dupree Show. Guy Hugelin and Elizabeth Dupree sitting in News Radio 630 WLAP. Please take precaution. They are life-threatening conditions. Venezuela will have a new birth of freedom. I don't like shutdowns. I still think the economy is very strong. News lives here. All the American people want this. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. You know, Alice Cooper's got a lot of interviews here on YouTube. He, he's actually a born-again Christian guy. You know, he, he – yeah, turn on your mic. Yeah, Very important. You're right. Yeah. His faith is a big deal. That's right. Okay, this is something they've been talking about on the Democrat side that – the Green New Deal, and even some of the presidential candidates have sort of said, well, this is something we ought to pick up on. Uh, a number of Democratic Party hopefuls, including Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Kirsten Gillibrand, Julian Castro, and Beto O'Rourke, for starters, have already endorsed or expressed support for the Green New Deal. Today, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Edward Markey dropped details about the plan. Here are some of the specifics. This is uh, the, the Green New Deal isn't just un-American. It's also completely bonkers. Ban affordable energy. The Green New Deal calls for the elimination of all fossil fuel energy production, the lifeblood of American industry and life, which includes not only all oil, but also natural gas, one of the cheapest sources of American in energy and one of the reasons the United States has been able to lead the world in carbon emissions reduction. So they want to ban all fossil fuels. Get rid of it. <laughs> Eliminate nuclear energy. The Green New Deal also calls for eliminating all nuclear power, one of the only productive and somewhat affordable clean energy sources available to us in 11 years, 
This move would purge around 20% of American energy generation so you could rely on intermittent wind for your energy needs. Eliminate 99% of cars. To be fair, under the GND, everyone will need to retrofit their cars with Flintstone styles footholds or pedals for cycling. <laughs> the author states that the Green New Deal would like to replace every combustion energy vehicle, trucks, airplanes, boats, and 99% of cars within 10 years. Charging stations for electric vehicles will be built everywhere, though how power plants will provide the energy needed to charge them is a mystery because they can't use fossil fuels and they can't use um, they cannot use uh, nuclear. Gut and rebuild every building in America. Yeah, that one really got me. Marquis and Cortez want to retrofit every building in America with state-of-the-art. This is the stuff, folks, when you guys vote for Democrats, you're voting for this. You're voting for this kind of craziness. It's just, you know, people act like, well... It's not a big deal. It's just us versus them. It's just another team. We all basically believe the same things. We don't all basically believe the same thing. Eliminate air travel. Green New Deal calls for building out high-speed rail at a scale where, scale where air travel becomes stops becoming necessary. Good luck, Hawaii. California's high-speed boondoggle is already in $100 billion of debt and looks to be one of the state's biggest fiscal disasters ever. Amtrak runs billions of dollars in the red, though as we'll see, trains that run on fossil fuels will also be phased out. Imagine growing that business model out to every state in America, high-speed rail. It doesn't make any money. Yeah. So anyway. And, and there's one other you didn't talk about. What's that? The Guaranteed Job That's Program. Right. Government, it was the next one on the th Oh, okay. Line. Were you going to bring that one up? Bill okay. promises the United States government will provide every single American with a job that includes a family-sustaining wage, family and medical leave, vacations, and a pension. Yeah. So now I know how I'm going to retire. <laughs> I'm going to get one of these government-guaranteed jobs and ride off into the sunset. I could promise you this. If you went and talked to a thousand employers today, yeah, the number and ask them what's the number one problem you're having in your company today, they would say work ethic. The workforce today does not possess it. Yes. And I don't know why that's happened. What? But well, there's a lot of reasons probably why, and we don't we don't have time to get into them. But if you if you were to put a program like this in place, people would not work. Of course not. Well, and you also have to remember that this representative, and I, I, you can't see me putting it in quotes, but she is a representative. Yeah, she is twenty nine years old. Perfect. She is of the same age group that a lot, and I'm not people out there that are listening that are in this age group. It, this is a generalization. It, it doesn't apply to absolutely everyone. But as a trend, it is that generation that they're having trouble uh, with the work ethic. Right. And it's because our children today are working or growing up watching their mothers and fathers not work. They're watching them receive entitled benefits right. from the government. 
that's what that's, they see. That's a gross generalization, too. You know, that's, well, it, it is. It, there it are is. always exceptions to every rule. Um, but I, you know, all I can hear when I'm when I'm listening, or all I can see when I'm listening to this is the Saturday Night Live skits. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm visualizing. Which ones? Uh, on on some of these ideas, right? I mean, they're just right. they're just. Oh, they really, wouldn't dare go against it because I don't know, Tom. They're different. Um, they're different levels of craziness, and this yeah. is this is like way out there. Yeah, they it could is. have a lot of fun with some of it. Who's afraid of socialism? Now that Donald Trump has criticized the new calls to adopt socialism in this country. Democrats in the media are already protesting that the socialist label doesn't apply to them. But what are they afraid of? Yeah, what are they? The label or their own ideas? The biggest political story of 2019 is that Democrats are embracing policies that include government control over ever larger chunks of the private American economy. Merriam-Webster defines socialism as as any of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. In other words, see, this is the way England used to be. British Petroleum, the way BP got its name because it was British Petroleum. It was owned by the government. British Telecom, mm -hmm. British Airways, they, the, the government owned the means of production in England and it was indeed a socialist experiment and it did not work. No. They had to privatize all those industries and make them into real shareholder owned privately owned businesses and are publicly owned, but they had to be owned by somebody or some groups of somebody's. Yeah. Yeah. For there to be accountability. Sure. Sure. Now in Mexico, they still have the uh, Mexican government owns the petroleum industry. It's Pemex, Petroleanos Mexicano, and it is full of corruption. It it's yeah. full of all kinds of uh, gravy trainism. You know, yeah. people working for the Pemex that shouldn't have a job there, but it's a way to. Keep a bunch of people on the payroll. I'll give you an example of that. My son, <clears throat> he used to work for a company where he traveled around the United States and he went into South America a lot where they worked with companies like Pemex to, to do work on their boilers and their incinerators. And, right. And, uh, Hot Works. Hot Works was the name of the company, actually headquartered right here in Lexington. And I can he would call me and he'd say, Dad, I'm down here in Mexico working at the Pemex you know, facility, and he said, I am picked up every morning by two armed guards with bulletproof glass vehicle, and they drive me to the facility uh, that is completely, you know, secured, and there's protesters and there's violence outside, and this is all, you know, because of the environment of the type of corporation it is and the wow. corruption. That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, if you want complete madness and lack of accountability for greater and greater areas of your life, then adopt socialism. That would be the best way to tank 
what we have is a good economy. Adopt socialism. Make it be. Um, make it be. And and th- what this article is talking about is how it it's no longer a fringe idea within the Democratic Party. And because of the lack of education of so many people, the the fact that they don't understand history, they don't respect the lessons that history teaches us. They're able to take ideas like this one, bad ideas, and make it act like, you know, this is a great idea because they've never studied history. They don't understand the failures of history. That's right. They don't understand. It's uh, it, the, the the term I heard a lot this year was uh, a term we used to hear years ago back when Nixon won as president, right. governorism. And uh, it, the Democrats, I just don't think they understand they just don't. They don't understand history. You're right, Tom. A new system for corporate control. Senator Elizabeth Warren wants a new federal charter for businesses with more than a billion dollars in annual revenue that would make companies answer to more than shareholders. Employees would elect 40% of directors who would be obliged to consider benefits beyond returns to the owners. This radical redesign of corporate governance would give politicians and their interest groups new influence over private business decisions and assets, vastly higher taxes. These ideas would require much more government revenue, and Democrats are easily, eagerly proposing ways to raise it. Mr. Sanders wants to raise the top death tax rate to 77% inheritance tax. Ms. Ocasio-Cortez wants a new 70% tax rate on high incomes, which is supported by the Democratic intelligentsia. House Ways and Means Committee is working on a plan to raise the payroll tax to 14.8% from 12.4% on incomes above 400000 Never to be outdone on the left, Ms. Warren wants a new 2% wealth tax on assets above $50 million and 3% above a billion. So... People listening might say, well, I don't care about that. It doesn't affect me. It actually affects all of us because the people who have collected the most assets are the best at dealing with them and know how to deploy them for the rest of the economy better than the rest of us. A billionaire is a better manager of his assets than I am. He knows what to do. He has a gift for it and a talent. And if the government gets in there and tells him, how to do something that he's really good at doing and really productive at deploying, it's going to ruin it. Well, and the other part of that equation is the 70% tax rate. Where does that 70% go? It goes to the government. We all know how good they are at managing, at managing money. money. Yeah. Yeah. See, they don't, th- they don't think that. The Democrats don't believe that. They think the government is the best place to manage money, and they, yeah. think they, they don't ever look at cutting programs. How many programs could be cut? Well, and let's look once again. Stay at with history. us. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. Uh, we got to go. Stay with us for the next hour. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.